This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and as usual, I'm joined by my favorite Wednesday guest, Jordana Abraham. Hey, Jordana. Hi, Dylan. Thank you. Am I your favorite Wednesday guest, or am I your only <laughs> Wednesday guest? Um, you're my only Wednesday guest lately, but we are going to switch it up a little bit because you're going to be out the next two weeks, so there will be some fun Wednesday surprises, and then you'll be back with us post-honeymoon. Yes, I'm excited to listen in from wherever I am in the world. Um, and, you know, I'm actually, I, I won't be able to listen because I need to watch before. No spoilers. Exactly. But. Yeah. I don't know if they, uh, if Bravo is in like the Indian Ocean these days, but. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, isn't that like the, it's sort of like the worst and most exciting part about going on vacation. You have like all your shows to come back to. Yeah, either that or you are like, no, I'm going to watch while I'm on vacation. And then it's like, wait, everybody's like, what are you doing? And you're like, no, like, I just like, I want to watch Housewives. <laughs> right. It's like, it, it doesn't, it's, it feels like a vacation to watch, mini vacation. Exactly. Uh, but we have lots to talk about today before you head out for the next couple of weeks. Jersey, Summer House, obviously lots of interesting interpersonal dynamics that we need to break down. Um, I actually want to start with Summer House today, a little bit of a curveball because we usually oh, do wow. Jersey first, but we just, we have got to talk about the women of Summer House being down bad for Austin Kroll because I don't understand it. I don't uh. think anyone understands it and it is really disappointing to watch. Okay. I mean, I've said it on the show before. I can't fully tell him and Craig apart, but they have the same, not only do they look the same, but they have that same like kind of like fuckboy aura is that like a southern charm thing do, do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah kind of there i think way back in the first season of southern charm they go through a whole thing of explaining peter pan syndrome and that the men okay. in charleston just don't want to grow up and don't want to commit and all of this and you know they've all been in relationships at different points throughout their uh re reality tv careers but that this is kind of a recurring theme and you're right that Austin and Craig sort of have similar energy and they even are doing a live tour together. And I'm just like, who's paying money to go watch them? It's called Pillows and Beer. And it's like, what's the what's the talent? What's the main act? Like, I don't understand. Right. They're, not, they're not comedians. They're not performers. Not everybody needs a, a live show. <laughs> Exactly. Not everyone needs a uh, a touring show. I totally agree with that. And both of them, I mean, I, I just kind of, it's just funny because like they, they give off the same, you, you see, or whenever I, I've only seen them in, in, in relation to summer house cast, mm -hmm. like for the winter house or summer house. And they just both seem like they're the same. They have this, they do the same things or they have the same energy of just kind of like being like thinking they're very cool and like kind of just like, putting themselves in inappropriate situations and like messing with people a little bit. 
Yeah, and with Austin specifically and his background with Lindsay, on Winter House, it was already kind of tough to watch. Lindsay clearly going into the Winter House experience thinking that they were going to sort of have this, you know, long-awaited relationshipy moment that they were finally both single and she professed that she loved him when she was drunk yeah. and it was hard to watch. And then watching her basically do the same thing on Summer House where she's like, he's coming for my birthday. Me. Obviously, yeah. he's going to sleep in my bed and I can't wait to see my favorite person in the world, Austin. And it's like, on one hand, I love Lindsay and I want her to get what she wants at all times. But on the other hand, it's like, girl, can you hear yourself? Can you can you take one tiny right. step back and see that you are walking into the exact same trap that got your feelings hurt in Vermont and certainly nothing has changed with Austin. Dylan, I was going to ask if you know like the timeline because I know there was a Watch What Happens Live episode where like he was kind of like he was answering kind of like right. rudely towards Lindsay and then she after that was like I need a break from our friendship. Was that before this incident or after? It's very that hard for was- me to keep up. That was after they had filmed this season of Summer House. I think that was when Winter House was airing, which was in the fall. So basically, I think by the time either of them were sort of talking about this publicly, they had already done Winter House and Summer House. And clearly a lot has, there's a lot of water under the bridge, if you will. Um, And so it's like, it seems pretty clear that they are not going to be in any kind of relationship with each other. Obviously, we know now Lindsay and Carl are together, but it's like Lindsay just has this weird fixation in her mind that at some point or in some way, Austin is going to come around and want her. And it's like, I, I mean, just, I want better for her. I want because he's not going to make her happy. I agree, but it's funny because like I thought the same thing about Carl, like the way, you know, when she and Carl a few seasons back. Mm. Um, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, he's not like, and she probably thought like, oh, he'll probably, he, you know, he came around, um, but then he did come around. So it's like, it's a, it's a very, um, I would say it's an exception, not the rule with Carl. Like Carl, I think Carl had to have like a life changing moment where he really wanted to be a different person than he was so maybe that was like the difference but it is funny that with austin and with carl she was drawn to these guys who were like sort of messing with her in those moments right and guys who are more or less in her friend group and she maybe there's been some sexual tension or some chemistry or maybe they've you know gotten drunk and made out or something but that she's kind of taking that and running with it and saying, no, like we're meant to be, this is going to happen. It's going to be our time. And it's like, yeah, but five minutes ago we saw Austin getting cozy with Sierra. Yeah. And And everyone saw that. Not even just like we saw it. Like she saw it too. Right. And regardless of where Austin is, what bed he's sleeping in or what event he came to the house for, he clearly does not think that he and Lindsay have any kind of agreement or plan or anything that requires him to not get uh, close to Sierra. And it's like, I kind of, in a way, I, in a way, I think Austin sucks, but also in a way, I'm like, I kind of can't blame him because I, I think, I don't think he ever said anything to Lindsay necessarily 
to give her, I don't know, like it, it just feels like they're on two completely different pages. And right. in a way it's like, I don't know. I don't, I can't be that mad at either of you. I, I kind of agree. Although I do think if someone tells you they love you and you don't feel the same, it's sort of your job. Like it's sort of at least partially your responsibility to like back off. Because at that point, you're sort of like like the drug to the person. Like they're telling you they love you and you don't feel the same, but you kind of, but he also clearly likes the attention from her because or he wouldn't be like feeding into it and making out with her and telling her that Sierra wants him in her bed. Like he clearly is thriving right. in the situation. He clearly likes it. He likes the idea of these two girls fighting over him. Um, and I do think for C- I wonder if with Sierra and Lindsay, is it like, is it like, um, do they not like each other because of Austin or is Austin a vehicle for them to express that they don't like each other? Like which came first, the Austin or the tension between them? The Austin or the egg. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like it's probably a mixture of both. I do think Austin is not helping the situation for sure. Um, But it seems like Lindsay and Sierra maybe just aren't really each other's cup of tea in a way. And I think there's always been kind of that divide in the house. We saw it before it was with Paige and Hannah not really getting along with Lindsay and Danielle maybe. And now Sierra has kind of taken that position. And it's just, I don't know if Lindsay, in a way, feels threatened by Sierra, and maybe Austin kind of brings that out more than it would. Right. It wouldn't be as v- obvious otherwise. But I love that Maya is kind of an innocent bystander, and she's like, "Wait, why are these? Why are they fighting over Austin? Like, what's going on? This guy is not that great. Like, what is happening? Can everybody just like hang out and have a good time? It's it's just yeah. I mean, the Austin of it all is just like seriously. Yeah, him. I would like. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah, I don't really get the appeal either. Totally feel that. But I did. It's interesting. I did feel kind of bad for Luke in this. You know, what I mean, like Luke had <laughs> Luke had his five lines this episode. Um, he had his little like part. I feel like he hasn't had almost yeah. any screen time, but he did chirp up to say that he felt like Sierra's um, proclamation that Austin could not sleep in Lindsay's bed was a double standard. Or hypocritical. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Luke and Luke and Alex seem to be in a competition for least screen time this season because I feel like <laughs> Alex they're they're like cutting his role episode by episode. It's like, oh, is he here this weekend? No, okay, I don't know. And now apparently we're calling Andrea Andy, which was new to me. <laughs> that was weird. Was that like a Winter House thing? Because it seemed like the Charleston. I guess. Guys who were, like, I guess. Doing it. Yeah, and Paige has basically this episode made her choice. She clearly is not. She's decided that she and Andrea aren't going to happen, and it's it's a little unclear how whether that has been communicated to Andrea because he still seems like he's kind of trying to work his way in there a little bit, and I feel I feel kind of bad because Craig isn't there, so he feels like he should be giving Paige attention, and Paige is kind of like, I'm well, it was funny how Paige was like fake empowering. This, yeah. season, this this episode she's like and i texted craig and i said like this is what it's gonna be or i'm out and then the next scene you see craig who's like yeah i don't feel like we should be exclusive because that'll just ruin it and she's like okay that makes sense it's like right you're not like, really like what was your text to him i what was your text they're dancing around <laughs> Right. They're like dancing around this idea that they're clearly both into each other. They both want to keep this going and sort of with some element of knowing that they are both some invested. But Craig's just like ultimate, like his hesitation to actually put any kind of parameters on it. It's just... <laughs> I feel like we've all known or dealt with or experienced somebody doing that where it's like, no, 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 no. I really like you. You're so cool. I definitely want to keep hanging out. But like, I uh, I wouldn't want to make it we like I wouldn't want to put a the thing on it. And it's going like, to ruin it. Like, don't be all uncool. <laughs> <laughs> like Anna Delby voice. Like, why do you want a label? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it does feel like he's kind of stringing her along a little bit. And thankfully, knowing that they end up together, it seems like, okay, it's probably, Paige probably feels like it's worth it now. Right. But it's like, Craig, come on. Like, you're like, oh, we're like 90% together, but like uh, exclusive seems like a big leap. And it's like, just keep it in right. your hands when Paige isn't there. Yeah. That whole thing would have been such a turnoff. I just found it surprising that she like was like, I just found it surprising that she was like, yeah, like I lay down the law, but like, and then what came of it? The exact, like, and then after you lay down the law, you stopped hooking up with someone. Right. And Craig agreed to nothing. <laughs> like, right. You're like, so I've decided that I'm not hooking up with other people and I've communicated that to Craig. And he said, okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we are um, still at square one, I would say, with that relationship. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you thought about Kyle's now talking about how um, his lover boy investors have been asking if he and Amanda are going to have a prenup. And, right. But he says that he and Amanda haven't talked about it, but obviously it's a conversation or something that he's been thinking about. And now he's talking about it with Carl and with other people. And it's like, I still it's just Austin. don't understand. I'm like, why are you having this conversation with someone else on camera and when you haven't spoken about it with your fiance a month before the wedding. Yeah. I mean, this see that scene like hit me as like very scripted or very like plot, like trying to make some sort of plot point because it just seems very bizarre to me that Kyle would be like suddenly thinking about a prenup 40 days before his wedding when he's been engaged for over two years. 
right? Like almost three, I think, at this point. Right. If you're in a situation, I mean, I haven't, I have not been married, so I haven't dealt with this personally, but I feel like if you are in any kind of situation where a prenup would be on the table as an option, you would have discussed it with your partner sometime before the wedding that's not a month before. A month before. Like, no, that no one, it seems like that was like extremely unrealistic to me. So that was kind of like, is this like a, they don't want that, like, is this a new plot point they're trying to like make to get additional like plots or screen times? I don't, I don't know. It just, it it read as like inauthentic to me, but maybe, right. it, maybe, I mean, also Kyle is not the most like on top of all of his shit kind of guy. So like, I guess it's possible, but it's, it's there was like a, a little red flag that went off to me in terms of like the weird timing of that. Yeah, it also makes me wonder what the kind of lover boy financial situation is because I know it, it's Kyle's creation originally, but for at least a couple of years now, Amanda's full time job, right. full time. She maybe, work for him, right? Like they've she's been working on Lover Boy as her main gig, as far as we're told, for a couple of years now. So it would be, it doesn't seem like it would be the kind of situation where if they were to get divorced, Amanda wouldn't be entitled to any piece of that to me. Right. Like even if Kyle maybe would maintain more of a stake or something, I don't know, like business totally. things. But but it, it's like, it's not like your company and then she has her own thing. It's like, you guys have been doing this together. We've watched you. You talk about working together all the time. Right. That's a great point. It's not like Amanda suddenly decided she wants to be part of it. She was there since pretty much the beginning, not like the uh, the full, full beginning, but like pretty much since the start. And if she, I would assume that she owns at least her own personal cut of it. And she's not just like a salaried employee. So like if that was the case, then you wouldn't, that wouldn't really, a prenup wouldn't really be necessary because that would already be outlined in their agreement for like how much they own the company. But maybe this kind of, I guess, sort of nods to the idea that maybe Kyle is the only owner and Amanda just and like, I wonder how their finances work. Like, do like they make money together off of the profits of Loverboy? Do they have their own salary? Like, I have no right. idea. See, that's like the true tea that I actually want. Not like a right. drunk conversation about like, uh, I don't know if we should get a prenup. <laughs> it's like, no, right. I want to see you like meeting with the accountant. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the the Tom and Katie. That was yes. that was one of the best scenes of Vanderpump Rules. And Tom and Katie go to get a prenup, and the guy's like, "You guys don't have any money, so you don't really need this." <laughs> yeah. Like, so first things first, y'all are broke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like I know it probably seems like chic to get a prenup, but yeah. in this case, <laughs> like, you guys don't need one. Some people, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my god. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of prenups, let's pivot to Jersey, where Teresa and Louis are uh, careening toward a prenupless marriage. Um, but this one thing I do want to talk about with Teresa and Louis this episode is there's 
a scene where Teresa and Gia are hanging out. They're getting their little acai bowls at the shore. Love that for them. So cute. And Gia, I I really appreciated her energy in this scene because as and I, I, you can probably relate to this as a child of divorced parents who have dated, been in relationships, et cetera, as an ad- when I've been an adult, there are definitely these conversations where it's like, I don't need to know every detail of your personal life, but like, I want to make sure we're like on the same page and that I, right. we all feel good about the direction things are going in and watching Teresa in this scene And knowing certain things about what she's told us, what we know happens, they get we know they get engaged later this season. It feels like Teresa is kind of lying to Gia about just how serious she and Louis are and where things are headed. She says they haven't talked about getting engaged, which seems like it has to be. Did she say they hadn't talked about it or that they had talked about it, but they had no like plans to? She I think she said that they had no plans to, which they get engaged like soon in show the next like time. i think yeah they got, i was actually stalking one of their instagrams last night i think they got engaged in like december like right after thanksgiving yeah it was I in believe. the fall but so i i'm curious what your take is on it feels like Teresa is giving gia a little bit of like a toned down version of the truth well it's funny to me that Teresa answers to no one except her children like, you never really see her, like, defer to anyone. She's always sort of, like, the head bitch in charge. But she does really – and this is why I say I do think Teresa is extremely flawed, but she is a good mom, and she does really care about her children, and she wants them to be, like, happy with her. Um, so I thought it was funny because normally I think Teresa would just do whatever she wants and just, like, not care what anyone thinks. But you see in her sit down with Gia, it's almost like Gia's the parent. And Gia's like, well, like, I don't want you to be rushing and, like – um, just be like, you know, like, and she was very, she is also like the voice of reason where she's like, yeah. you don't want to make any moves when you're like in the honeymoon phase. Like you don't really know the person. And it, it, I agree with you. She did seem to be like, sort of like, um, bending the truth to get Gia's approval. Like, yeah, yeah of course. Like, you know, we wouldn't rush into anything. We have talked about it, but like, but then clearly she does, um, but I thought their their dynamic was really interesting. Yeah. And within this conversation, we're reminded that Teresa and Louie have not quite been together for a full year because Teresa, <laughs> Teresa asked Gia what she and her boyfriend did for their one year anniversary. She's like, helicopter tour around the city. And Teresa's They're like, like 19. Oh, yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what are you going to do for yours? Like, it, it is funny. Like, in... In the show world, it feels like Teresa and Louis have been together for a long time. But the fact that they're like just about to have their one year anniversary, it's like, wow, damn, that's it's not I know. not that long. Um I and again, at the the we only get a little bit of uh pink party at the shore before we come back, but Tracy getting in the middle of Teresa and Joe again, I just like I it's not <laughs> It's not. It's not Bad doing what you think. It is. Yeah, I. I don't see. I think she. I. I. I get that she's trying to kind of get herself into the group, but it's like, oh, girl, please. Do you think she'll be back next season? I mean, I guess we have a whole. We have the rest of the season to see how that unfolds. But something about it. I just don't. I don't feel like she's gonna be staying. I just. Don't. I always. I, to me, it's always a bad sign when 
somebody it you get the sense that she was filming in the way where they could have made her a housewife or a friend mm-hmm. of and they chose not to make her a housewife and to me that always doesn't that never bodes well for your future on the show because it's like if you had one season where you were essentially filming full time and they still didn't give you an apple or they don't hold anything in jersey <laughs> <laughs> a meatball um right. it's like what is are you are you really compelling enough for them to bring you back? I think we'll see like cuz assuming she gets invited to the reunion, maybe if she has a solid reunion performance right. or something. She does it does seem like she's actually friends with Melissa. It seems like the guys really like Tiki. Um so you know, maybe she's better than Michelle last season. I will say that. She seems like a more successful oh, yeah. friend of than Definitely getting better, <laughs> getting like real confessionals and things like that. But I think you I think you talked about this on Bravo by Betches, but something about the Jersey cast is like, even though I don't like some parts of some of them, I do enjoy watching all of them, all like the main housewives. Like I do feel like everyone's plot is like is like pretty interesting on its own. And I like I really like the dynamic between the whole group. I think this cast is like one of the best casts right now. Yeah. Totally. And this episode, we have a, a nice kind of long scene at Jennifer's house. Um, and she clearly is really struggling. And I'm not I'm not necessarily the biggest Jennifer Aiden fan, but I do think she is really interesting to watch on TV. And watching her kind of have to handle this bill cheating stuff, telling her parents, telling her kids, figuring out kind of how to even go about that really is it's kind of tough to watch because she clearly this happened 10 years ago she basically never told anybody about it and you know she's already told Gabby and watching you know Gabby just seems so kind that of That was like heartbreaking distraught yeah. about her family situation and it it just made me really feel for Jennifer and I I think she all things considered is kind of handling this pretty gracefully on TV Yeah I think, like, I agree that the scene where she's talking to Gabby is just, like, you just feel so terrible. Just, I mean, more for Gabby than for Jennifer, but, like, for Jennifer, too. Um, just in the sense of, like, I think this, the again, like, the affair, she did seem to try to sweep under the rug. And I think she thought, if I, like, don't talk about it and don't tell anyone, I'll never fully have to deal with it. And sort of Dolores really, like, says that, too. It's, like you're still kind of like you never really got over this. You just kind of like pretended it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And now she almost, it's almost like he just, it, it, he cheated on her 10 years ago, but it's almost like he just cheated on her because now she's, because she didn't deal with all the other facets of cheating and cheating isn't just between two people. It's about everyone else in your life and it can affect your whole worldview of how, of your relationship and your children's view of what relationships are like and what their parents you know, who their parents are, like their parents aren't these perfect people. And Gabby is clearly having to like learn that. Um, And she's basically having to do all the work from the fallout of cheating now instead of 10 years ago when she was probably pregnant and couldn't deal with it and maybe didn't want to deal with it and maybe had her own feeling of like, it's my fault. Totally. And I loved the scene with her and Dolores. I think a couple episodes ago when Dolores and Jackie got in their big argument and Dolores was like, Jennifer, do you feel I support you? And Jennifer said, I could use more. And I think this scene really showed that Dolores heard that and, you know, took that to heart. And that 
this was really her being supportive and giving her, you know, Dolores has been through a pretty similar experience. And obviously with her and Frank, they didn't end up staying together. But I think Dolores is really well equipped in this situation to actually unpack all of this, these feelings with Jennifer and sort of illuminate for her that it's like, obviously you have your issues with Margaret for good reason. It's a whole thing, but that this, you're not going to solve this problem by just going after Margaret because you really do have to look inside yourself and work through your anger that you still have with Bill. And I think Jennifer can be kind of a hard-headed person. You know, she doesn't always want to hear maybe what she needs to hear. And I think Dolores actually, it seems like she got through to her in this scene. And I'm hoping that that will kind of set Jennifer on the right path to actually feeling better about all this stuff. And that Bill kind of not supporting her at the shore when she was in that argument was kind of a a turning point in making it click that it's like, no, I also still have an issue with Bill. It's not just right. the women talking about it. Totally. And I think that in the past, Bill has kind of been able to sort of like distract Jennifer with shiny things like, you know what I mean? Like their house and the cars and the nice stuff that they have. And I think that sort of kept her like occupied or kept her distracted. But now she's really being forced to look into her actual relationship and the things that, you know, and she always she's always painted Bill. My husband is a saint. My husband is like mm-hmm. um, anyone would be like so thrilled. And now I right. think she's like almost being forced to look past like the glossy exterior of things and really examine her relationship and like what, you know what I mean? Like examine this betrayal, examine the whole thing. And like, I'm interested to see how they come out of it. But I like that they showed a little, I mean, they don't always show tension between a husband and wife on these shows. So I think that that was really interesting to see just their their dynamic. And she's like bringing up a problem and he's sort of saying like, I don't know what you want me to do. So he's, he's like, this happened 10 years ago. I said, I wouldn't do it again. And I haven't. So what's the, what's the issue? And that sometimes in an interpersonal relationship, the feelings aren't necessarily linear the way the actions are. That it's like, okay, that's great if you haven't cheated in 10 years and you said you're sorry and you've gone about your business. But if somebody's, you know, if Jen still has these complicated emotions about it, that just because you agreed 10 years ago that you he she forgave you doesn't mean that she can't still feel a way about it. Totally. And that's what she was saying to Dolores, which I thought was a very, like, interesting thing that she said. She's like, well, I already said I, I was moving on. So, like, can I can, – do I have the right to still be upset? Do I have the right to, like, revisit this? Or did I say I would let it go and I have to let it go? And I think Dolores – being a little bit more closed off was in the camp of like, maybe isn't in the camp. Like she was like unsure, mm-hmm. I think, because I think Dolores is probably like, she probably did that with Frank, but I wonder, I wonder if with Frank, Dolores still has some resentments in there too. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring Mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I think she definitely does. And we saw that in the dealings with the house and her kids and stuff in the last few episodes that I think Dolores and Frank have a very good relationship in the sense that they get along, they can have fun together. I don't think they've, there's not a lot of, it's not a toxic relationship, I don't really feel. But I do mm-hmm. think that for Dolores, there are certain shortcomings that Frank has always had as a person, as a father, as a partner, that she still sees and recognizes and still kind of get to her. And I think, especially in, the dealing with the kids and their relationship with Frank that now that he's back living with her, it's kind of like, no, like I've built this whole life these last 20 years. And just because we're on a good, good terms with each other and I'm letting you come stay with me, it's not going to be the Frank show automatically. Like you still, you have to play by my rules if you're coming into my space and that kind of stuff. Like it seems like she has some complicated feelings about it. Um, But we have more Louis drama coming up because now there's a new rumor that Louis hit his ex basically in front of her kids. Um, And this first comes up when Marge and Marge Sr. are at lunch together. And I have to say, it's a little bit, it's getting a little bit like, Margaret, maybe you don't always have to be the one to bring it up on camera. Like, right. Maybe someone else can, like, why don't you let someone else bring it up? And then you can, like, say like, Right, because we see at the end of the right. episode on at the guy's night, I don't know, 
you know, who's whispering in their ear or anything, but it comes up there too. And it's like, oh, where'd you hear this from? And Fra- Frank Catania says, Anon, which is just like, like, it's Frank, Margaret. <laughs> I'm like, Frank, have you been reading Demois? <laughs> Anon, please. Anon. Um, I mean, this is, de- it's interesting. This is definitely the more serious, obviously, allegation. Like, the video yeah. is, like, weird, but, like, who, like, you know what I mean? It might just be, like, kind of an embarrassing, Right. It's funny questionable, thing. but it's not really yeah. jarring. This is, like, a, this is, like, more serious and more potentially dangerous um, of if it's fake of a false allegation or if it's real of like something that someone should definitely know. So, I mean, I almost now it's kind of like, it feels like with Margaret, I agree where it's like, it, it feel, it does feel like she's like trying to stir the pot here. And that does kind of feel like her plot this season, I guess. And also saying something to Jennifer, it's like sort of starting shit, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, this one I wish they would fully go into because this is the more important one to me. Right, and they're talking to Joe about it and they're like, aren't you aren't you worried for your sister? And it's like, I mean, yeah, he probably, like, maybe he should be. If there's any truth to this, then that is the kind of thing that is very worrying that this is who your sister is living with, right. gonna marry, is spending the rest of her life with. And I think... It's hard because I don't know how else we would bring it up on the show, but for it to be kind of like a gossipy thing then almost makes it hard to take seriously in that way. Right. And, it, and it's it's hard to imagine Teresa really unpacking it with any sort of openness if it's presented to her as like, well, Margaret started a rumor. Ma- Margaret yeah. was talking about it, and we heard it was going around that somebody was saying Louis smacked around his ex. Ter- that's not going to be what would make Teresa actually grapple with the severity of that information. It would have to be again. I think it would have to be her da- her daughters, um, mm-hmm. her her daughters that uh, that brought it up to her for her to take it seriously. Because I think anyone else on the show, she would be extremely. She would just deny or be extremely defensive or get mad at them for bringing it up in the first place. Yeah, it would have to be someone that she whose opinion she respects, which at this point point really actually only seems like her kids. Maybe like um, Adriana's dance teacher. We've never met. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be like the focal point of the recital. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but guys night obviously goes left when Bill arrives and there's been tension between Bill and Joe Gorga. um, And then that kind of transitions into an issue between Evan and Bill. Um, And I I mean, I do think Evan has a point when when Bill is like, well, my wife never snooped around on anyone. And Evan's like... Hi, uh, hello. Right. <laughs> Wrong choice of words because they're not true. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I think I understand, though, why Bill got really upset when Evan basically was like, I dare you to to hear this information and still say that your wife is a good person. It's like, I mean. Yeah, that's going to be a tough spot. What is he going to say to that? Okay. Yeah. My Bill's wife's a bad like, person. Yeah, my wife's evil. <laughs> I'm going to go home right. to my kids. Like, I mean, good and bad person is also like, it's not like that binary. Like you can be a good person and you, you can be a good person and do bad things. Um, or you can be a bad person and do good things. So I think like the more mature way to like handle that conversation would be like on both sides of like, 
here's, you know, here's what's going on. Like this was upsetting. It was upsetting for me as my, which is what Joe Gorga said in his confessional. Like it was upsetting to me mm-hmm. that we're friends and that you, you let your wife called me a crook and you didn't really seem to mind or you didn't really seem to say anything. I mean, the, the theme of Bill this season is that he just does not stand up for anyone. Really. He doesn't stand up for his friends and he doesn't stand up for his wife. He just kind of wants to like, he wants to fully opt out of any drama and that's right. not really possible. Right. I saw someone online was kind of, frustrated that they said the other guys were ganging up on Bill and they didn't think that was fair. But to me, it's not so much that they're ganging up on him. It's that everyone else just sort of seems to be on the same page. And when their wives have disagreements or maybe aren't getting along, they either can talk about that and kind of move past it, or they just say, that doesn't really involve us. We're going to just do our own thing with the guys. And it kind of feels like Bill hasn't really bought into that sort of arrangement that the rest of them have with each other that seems to be working. And I suspect that's probably because I don't think he's really friends with them outside of the show the way that the rest of them actually like hanging out. I mean, here's the thing with Bill. If you really look at it this season, he he is kind of the villain this season, but he doesn't he is likable. So it's kind of like and he's not but he's he's if you think about it, he's the one who's really doing all of the like bad things like he cheated on Jennifer. He won't fully address it really on the show. He won't stand up for Jennifer. He won't stand up for his friends. Like he's like almost like a villain by inaction to me. this yeah. season. And I like him. I like his like vibe. But I also think that he's got to like make a move like he can't go through the season just making no moves and expect him to be expecting himself to be fine. Am I the drama? <laughs> It's Bill. I, yeah, and that that's why I'm sort of I'm sort of excited that Jennifer is kind of coming to terms with the fact that she needs to address her issues with Bill and not just with the other women in the group because I think that first of all I think that will benefit her emotional journey but also I think mm-hmm. it will benefit us as viewers of the show because I do think that's something that needs to be addressed. I totally agree. I like I this was a great cliffhanger. I really want to know what's yeah. I mean only Jersey brings them like the men's drama and I am always like I'm here for it because it's like it has a it is a different vibe than the women's drama. Right. And I realized when Bill stormed off and we got the to be continued, Louie has not even yet arrived at this guy's <laughs> night. So the whole they were, you know, they're all talking. Is Louie going to come? We're talking about the rumor. And Louie's not even there yet. And already there's cattiness. So, I know. yeah, no, I people ah, people always have feelings about the men getting screen time. And I'm like, look, I am entertained. I can't complain. Yeah, these men in particular, like they can hold, they can hold their own. They don't need to be like in a room with with their wives to to entertain. They can entertain it. Like I'm very into this dinner that they're having. Exactly, and I can't wait to see the conclusion of it next week. Sadly, you will not be here to discuss it, but Ugh. I'm I'm excited to have you back in a few weeks because I'm sure we'll have lots of feelings about where the season is at that point. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. We'll have so much to talk about, and um, I'm you know excited for the seasons to come. Thanks for having me back. Of course, and thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Batches, and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. 
Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.